All right, so I know I haven't re- released much as far as a podcast lately, um, but I do have uh, some new episodes of the MMA Conspiracy Hour that I'm going to put out right now. So, um, And before I do that, I, I want to ask that you guys uh, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is uh, uh, Todd Atkins Show. Uh, just please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I need more uh, subscribers. And I have other content on there besides interviews and, and stuff like this. So there's some opinion stuff that I do on there. And uh, anyway, so this is going to be a new episode of the MMA Conspiracy Hour. We're going to be focusing on Phil Baroni's arrest in Mexico for murder. And uh, Mike Davis, who's on our podcast, who's on our panel, he uh, actually lived in that area of Mexico for about three years. So he's got some uh, firsthand knowledge of this and uh, actually some inside knowledge because he's uh, been involved in a helping Baroni's family to get a uh, lawyer in this case. Um, so check it out. This is going to be Phil Baroni arrested for murder in Mexico, the MMA Conspiracy Hour. Let's do it. All right, so this is Todd Atkins. I'm back with the MMA detective Mike Davis and Miguel Adorati of the Lights Out Podcast. Check out their YouTube, Lights Out Podcast YouTube. And today we're going to talk about the Phil Baroni uh, murder allegations in Mexico. And Mike, I know you lived in Mexico, so maybe I'll let you start with this one. So it's not an allegation. I mean, and when people, we don't have to use that word anymore. I know everybody else does. Um, so first and foremost, I speak fluent Spanish. I lived in the country of Mexico for the better part of three years. And the exact area that Phil is having issues in is where I was for the majority of that time. And I worked there, socialized there. I was in fight circles. Um, It was in my early 20s. So I'm very, very familiar with where he's at. So I I think if we do like a timeline of events, he and Stefan Bonner, business partners at a strip club, uh, tag team wrestling, they part ways. Phil Baroni on his way out. Uh, makes a public statement in regards to alleging that he slept with Bonner's wife. Um, And he did it just to humiliate Bonner. Um, I don't believe that actually took place. It was just a ha-ha, she's got to walk around in public. So that's the type of human being Phil is. I've met Phil several times. We even got his last interview before he's, you know, before he committed this crime because he doesn't do interviews. Um, where he's at, I called my buddy. I shouldn't say it's here. My friend called me when Phil got there. I was, I've still got very good friends there. And he said, Hey man, there's a UFC guy down here. Phil Baroni. We can't believe it. We finally got a UFC guy down here because they're all real big fans of the sport. They're all real happy. Love, love, love. And I said to him, Bro, I want Sergio. I want you to stay away from him. He's not a good guy. He's all out of his mind. Whatever he's putting into his body and the damage that he's taking, is kind of polluting him in his mind. Do me a huge favor. Stay away from him. Less than a week later, he calls me again and he goes, hey, bro, does this guy like hit women? And I said, well, you know, he's had a few girlfriends that needed plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of known for it. So, yeah, man, 
he's got a real bad reputation here. It's he's I know he's a tough guy. I know he's a you know he's he's Mr. UFC. He knows how to handle himself. He's gonna get into trouble here. And I said, I know, I know. And when Phil moved to Mexico, he went with his girlfriend at the time, beat her up. She goes back to New York. And then a GoFundMe started because Phil said he got robbed and they took everything and he needed money. He just wanted to get back home. A GoFundMe was started. A few thousand dollars were put into that. I did not donate. Were put into that. And he got the money and he said, yeah, I think I'm going to stay now. I think I like it down here, actually. It's kind of nice. Um, lives in Puerto Vallarta. Works out at some of the MMA gyms there in, in the boxing Gets asked to leave all of them, winds out in Nayarit. So, like, I'm from the Midwest, so I can tell you, like, Chicago is where I'm from. Gary, Indiana's fifth south side of Chicago. Gary, Indiana is like 25, 20, 25 minutes from me. It's a different state in a bigger city. That's kind of where he's at. Puerto Vallarta is in Jalisco. 20, ah, 25, 30, maybe even 40 minutes. I think 40 minutes is probably a little more accurate. Outside is Nayarit. Nayarit is like Topeak, the Indians, the Wichel Indians. There's, um, you got Sayulita out there, Choco Banana, Tracy Willis owns it. Dear friend of mine, I haven't talked to her in years. Dear friend, if you mentioned my name, she knows exactly who I am. Um, he was hanging out like around her restaurant causing issues and stuff like that. And what had happened was I get a phone call. I'm friends with the guys from Ohio. It's probably a pretty easy, you know, to figure out where my information comes from. And they explained to me, Hey dude, he's in deep trouble. Uh, he says that she was cheating, touched her up a little bit. She said she needed cigarette and uh, some water because she wasn't feeling good. And um, he threw her into the shower, went to go get, uh, you know, the water and a cigarette, comes back. She's on the ground. He goes and grabs security that's working at the building or at the hotel or building, wherever he was staying at, to go up there. And he said it was just an accident. Since then, the autopsy, some of the things from the autopsy come back. An attorney from Puerto Vallarta, who I'm actually selling a piece of property there right now she tells me yeah man you got to read the autopsy report there's damage to her body including her private areas that make them think something took place after she died so like it's just some horrendous horrendous lowbrow shit that is uh it's bad it's bad for everybody it's bad for phil bad for the family you know bad for phil's family um, this guy's needed help for a while, and he's exactly where it is that I'm shocked that he didn't get there earlier, truth be told. So that's all the information I know. Like, I can ponder. I can give you examples. I could, you know, but that, that that's all the information that I know. And it's from people in that area. That's not me looking at other people's videos going, wait a minute, this person said that. Let me put my spin on it. No, 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 no. That's from the source. That's how journalism works. Now, let me ask you something right quick. Why would someone like Phil end up down there 
from your vantage point? I, dude, I, I don't know. I, I think that guy would burnt so many bridges up here that he didn't really have a lot of places left to go. Like, sister doesn't like him. I think his dad passed. Not sure about his mom. Um, like, he, even his upbringing. Um, I think we had, in our Coleman interview, I think we talked about it, Miguel. Um, Coleman even said, yeah, his dad was all mobbed up doing hits for Gotti out in New York. Like, Coleman even got pulled in either by either the feds or a journalist. Somebody even called up Coleman because Coleman talked to his dad and got caught on a wire. Like, that's how plugged his dad was. He, he was, his dad was legit. Miguel, you got some dad on this topic? Shit, you hired him. You know, I mean, to me, as, as we take it, the Lights Out podcast, a little bit of a historical slant, and... um. You know, we're getting into the point where, you know, people we, we're in a week where people have died and, and things like that. So, you know, it becomes more poignant every time you run across this. And we, we've run across like a lot of positive stories, guys that have moved on from their career and been, uh, you know, uh, having exit, you know, having, uh, you know, success. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I keep my antennas up for what are going to be the tragedies because they're going to be there. And uh, here, here one came and smacked us right in the face. Very different than the Bonner tragedy to me. Bonner passing away um, at the age of 45 is a real tragedy. It really hasn't been approached that way, but it is really sad and kind of, you know, I don't think, I don't, I think his, his memory should be bittersweet. I don't think that he, he was taken care of. And I think he also, was a guy that was left a little bit alone in his post-fight career and handled it better than Phil. Phil wasn't really equipped to be alone like that. He liked to be taken care of, but he liked to be part of a group and then exit and leave, you know. Um, I remember him saying, you know, I was training there, and then, you know, after I knew where my level was, I wasn't training there no more. Like, he took, like, the relationship part of MMA very lightly. So it doesn't surprise me that, like you said, that all the bridges were burnt and that nobody, you know, went down there looking for him or, or you know, did the intervention that was probably necessary. Um, you know, I don't know the area or anything like that, but I do know Mexican cops. <laughs> and <laughs> even if they don't have the evidence you know, for real, it already does look like the walls are closing in on him. And uh, overall, he's in a bad situation because he's going to find himself with very little friends. I wonder if, you know, we, we had documented that he was publicly friends with Joey Odessa, the bookkeeper. I wonder if Joey sends him a couple of thousand for his defense. Probably not. And that's, you know, I, I don't know what that says, but it says that there's a tragic set of circumstances okay. that Phil Baroni is coming to an end. I can add to this. So, man, whatever took place, it's awful. I mean, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But there's two things that, like, I am out of my mind for. It's free speech and a proper defense. Everybody deserves a proper defense. 
So like, you know, like the companies that just, they sue you and then they string you out and so you run out of money and then they win, even though they didn't, like I, I lose my mind. Like I lose reality when I hear things like that. So I called my attorney friend and she explains to me, Mike, there's really only one attorney over there that could properly handle this. You know, there's other attorneys there, not me. I, I, I definitely, this is above what I can do, but there's really only one and there's only one that they should talk to. Um, she said, you know, if you know the family, which I don't, you know, we have a mutual friend, let them know. I can give them advice for free. They can call me up. Obviously, she speaks English, blah, 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 blah. I forward that information. I got no phone calls. So I, I don't think he's got anybody looking after him. That girl was probably looking after him if you had to think about it. Dude, it sounds to me it was like a like a $6 a day hotel that he was at. So like he, I don't know. I think he's just kind of living off friends. It, it's it's sad. It's sad. And, and, you know, a little side note on Bonner. Um, I actually had a conference call earlier in regards to his autopsy. They're not making his autopsy official yet. But he, outside of the occasional psychedelic, that he participated in, they believe he was sober for about the last year and a half of his life. So people thinking that he's disheveled and homeless and, and, and you know, acting awry um, may not have been the case with Stephen Bonner, but in the next couple of days, I don't know that yet, but that's what was insinuated to me in the next couple of days. That's going to come out to, uh, you know, for public consumption. Yeah. I've been around Phil a couple of times, once in Hawaii and once in Tokyo with Ensign and, yeah, I always got the kind of the feeling that this guy could go off at any time, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. yeah, no, no. no. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. I think it's like he's been publicly deteriorating. Like Miguel had said, you know, Bonner's handled it a lot better. Phil's been publicly deteriorating for about the last 10 years. And our last episode was about Dana White. When Phil got cut from the UFC and he still had a lot of fight in him, Dana sat him down and asked him to retire. I mean, we, in our interview with Phil, we go through that. Phil said, I think Phil threatened his life and then um, went and fought in Japan. I mean, I think Phil kind of summed that up in our interview with him. Yeah, and the, the thing is, the- the last thing to mention here is, and, you know, unfortunately we may never really have a straight answer to this, but, um, you know, I suspect Phil may, may have been addicted to the steroids and that lifestyle stuff for a long time. Um, and uh, also CTE could be a factor in some oh, ways. Untouchable because, you know, he's been, he's been hitting the head a lot and he fought into his forties and some of his last performances, you know, were not up to par anymore. You know, he was definitely um, a little, he took little a bit. Took a dive in his last BKFC. His last BK or his B, his bare knuckle event not with BKFC. His bare knuckle event where nobody got paid. He took a dive. It was against Chris Levin. I mean, that's the thing is at that point he transgressed into like needing money and, and needing. 
you know, to, to, to keep going and stuff like that. So I don't know. Like I said, this is just overall a, a, a tragedy and a horrible tragedy. And, you know, some guys out there are are not going to remember him fondly. And that's, you know, his own legacy. He wrote it. Yeah. But we're kind of in that generation where we're starting to see some of the guys that we saw early. You well, know. Okay, so Tad, Miguel and I and Chris Lytle, we, we, do a, we do a history podcast. And what really kind of brought it to the forefront was stuff like this. Like Miguel and I would talk old school boxing that nobody in their right mind would actually have conversations about it. And it'd be really in depth. And we had both said, and Lytle, hey, man, these guys are dying. And when they die, their stories go with them. So we started this thing about two years ago to capture those stories. Like for one year, Miguel and I and Lytle, two a week we were doing with insane amounts of like research on all of our ends and coordination, you know, just to kind of kind of get a good base. And man, it's they're starting, they're starting to fall now. And more are coming. Yeah, and maybe that'll lead to some, you know, some changes in MMA, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, so again, this is Todd Atkins signing off another MMA Conspiracy Hour with Miguel Adorati and the MMA detective Mike Davis of the Lights Out Podcast. Take care. All right, so for anyone who's interested in uh, following some of my other stuff, of course, I mentioned the YouTube at the beginning of the channel, but I also have a TikTok, which is Todd Atkins Show, and my Instagram, which is uh, the underscore Todd underscore Atkins underscore show. You can check out those, and uh, if you want to check out uh, Mike Davis and Miguel Edorade's show, it's um, Lights Out Podcast, L-Y-T-E-S, so Lights Out Podcast on youtube and they do a great job with uh, mma history so uh check that stuff out and uh, i'll be bringing another episode of the mma conspiracy hour shortly